Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, we're going to talk about the hotels of the Disneyland Resort and tell you what the most important things in the land are to us this week, plus a slight rant from me about the Grand Californian. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, and points around Southern California, this is the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged, episode 740, for the week of August 13th, 2018. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined this week back in the nook by our associate producer, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. And out in California by our other associate producer, Mr. Tyler Crouch. Hi, everyone. And the lovely and talented Miss Katrina Manzoni. Hi, everybody. And by the lovely and talented Miss Nancy Johnson. Hi, everyone. Yay. Welcome, Nancy. Nancy's first time back on the show. We have her yeah. on video. And she was wearing a headband before, and I told her it looked, made her look like Joan Crawford at the end of the movie, so she needed to take it off. Um, <laughs> all right, so welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you are having a great week. Uh, Rhino and I just got back from our uh, Adventures by Disney Backstage Magic um, out in California, and then we spent an additional, I don't know, five days um, in Disneyland. We were working on an upcoming project with Disneyland that we're really excited about, went really, really well, and uh, you should be seeing that, I don't know, early September-ish, it'll start? Hmm. Am I being aggressive, Rhino? Uh, no, I, I think it like was sometime in, in the early to mid-September. It, it's a special type of project. So, one, everybody's a very... Uh, busy person in the next coming weeks because we've got I, I cannot believe how many things are starting we've got Mickey's not so scary the Halloween season we've got uh, uh, hotels opening we've got um, Halloween Horror Nights around the corner it's just and then in California they've got all their Halloween stuff Pixar Pier ending it's insane but also this is such a special project that it's going to require Disney to see it and then say okay that's alright and then let us then share it. So it's got a like little extra step that we normally don't have to deal with. That'll be that'll be interesting. So yeah, I don't know what that noise was. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I don't what, that know was what that either. was. So I don't know. That was weird. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, most important thing in Disneyland for me this week comes as a result of the trip we just took. We're staying at the Grand Californian. Which I, you know, I've really turned around on. I used to hate the Grand Californian. Once they redid the rooms, they I love it. Um, I think the rooms are much brighter, much better decorated. Uh, that was my problem with the Grand before. The rooms were kind of dank and dark, and just didn't feel very magical. Now, ama amazing, and I love the service at the Grand. But something that people need to be aware of if you are going to be staying at the Grand in the next I want to say the next month, month and a half based on what I'm hearing they're doing a lot of construction on the front of the hotel and so as a result they've moved Valet over to where the convention building is and it seems to be really screwing up their bell services so when I was there, I don't know three weeks ago um, called for uh, I went to go call for a bellman to help with my bags and I was 20 minutes on hold and before I finally hung up and just brought the bags down myself that wasn't a big deal for me because I didn't have that much with me on that trip it was a short trip this time because a we were gone for almost two weeks B we were filming so we had a lot of equipment um, had a lot more bags um, called bell services they told me it was going to be about 20 minutes which was fine 
45 minutes later, nobody was there. I called back, and they told me that uh, they're backed up and that it was going to be at least another 15 to 20 minutes. So I had to bring the bags down myself. Um, I posted something on Twitter about this, and there were people who seemed to think that I was acting entitled because I expected Bell Services in the first place, let alone in under an hour. Just carry the bags yourself. Well, first of all, when you're paying $600 plus a night for a hotel room, Bell Services goes with the deal. And at a hotel, a Disney hotel, a flagship Disney hotel, you can expect Bell Services in under an hour. And it's not unreasonable. And it's not foolish. Now, I ended up having to bring those bags down myself, and it took two trips. And you know what? That's an inconvenience. That's an inconvenience. I couldn't have even have gotten a bell cart to do it myself. I had to drag the bags down myself. So if you think I'm entitled for that, whatever, um, enjoy carrying your own bags. Most of the hotels I stay in, bell services kind of goes with the territory. Well, here's the thing. Don't offer a service if you're not going to provide it. Right. That's that's my issue. It doesn't it's not about entitlement. It's about you taking advantage of the services provided by the hotel right. that were then not provided to you. It nothing frustrates me more than that sort of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one of the things that like boosts how many stars a hotel has. It's like it's like that's one of the main things in when you're counting up how many stars a hotel is going to have, how great the hotel is. Bell Services is like on the top of the list there so now in you know, all, i've been to plenty of hotels that don't have bell services and they have less stars that's just how it goes and in all in all fairness normally bell services the grand or any of those hotels is fantastic mm-hmm. um this is because of the construction and the backup that it's caused at ballet um do you know what construction they're doing is it just they're just to they're, paint yeah they're the they're, facade? they're just rehabbing the front of the hotel um, they're just doing a rehab on the entry area. Um, okay. So it's on the pork for sure. only going on for a couple of months. Um, so once this is done, I assume everything kind of goes back to normal. I hope so. So this is not a uh, this is not a, a, a you know a, a major failure. But I wanted people to know if you're going because it's what we do. If we see something, if we find out something, mm-hmm. and our job is to let people know this is what to expect. Because, yes, Bell Services is an expectation. Well, here's the thing, too. I, I struggle with a lot of that, you know, all different types of anxiety, as people who know me know. And... Um, Traveling is a very uh, strenuous process for anybody, I think, you know, and even if you're going somewhere that you're familiar with and the way it's operating right now, especially for somebody that's on their first visit, it can be a little stressful because they're they're not only is that area under construction, but they're not dropping you off at the front entrance. You kind of get dropped off and then have to go up and it's very clustered and very claustrophobic and it's it's hard to be like, okay, get over this hurdle and then the vacation can begin, you know? So it, it is a process that I do think, I, it, for me personally, if I were coming, especially if this was my first visit, I would wanna know something like this to be like, okay, I can breathe. This isn't a reflection of what the rest of this stay or the trip is gonna be like, you know? So I don't know what, I don't know why people would have an issue with, I don't know what's wrong with people. Well, well setting the expectation is important in the fact that, you know, say you've, you're flying out later that day, you need your bags, to, you've got to check out by 11. Mm-hmm. So your bags need to come down. The larger the family, even if you've got kids, it's still harder to coordinate all of them. I mean, I can't get my kids to like fall in line. And the longer you have to wait, the less time you have in the park that day. Yeah. If you're, you know, needing to get the bags down to Bell Services. So. Well, also, you know, in our case, we were going right to, uh, we were going right to the airport. Yeah. And you know, LA traffic is LA traffic, mm-hmm. and uh, normally I'm at the airport at least two hours ahead of time, and yeah. we were, you know, because of the delay, you know, I was waiting for Bell Services, um, because of that delay. We ended up, you know, getting, I mean, we made our flight on time. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like we were just, just barely made it, but it was a lot closer than, you know, fortunately security at the airport wasn't bad at all. Um, But these are things to keep in mind. Um, So if you are staying at the hotel, you are going to need bell services. Um, You want to give it 
a lot of extra time if you're going to call them to come get your bags. So that's my most important thing this week. Let's go over to you, Nancy. What's your most important thing this week? Ooh, well, okay, my girls are going back to school on Monday, which leads to the whole discussion about how Disneyland's back-to-school patterns in Southern California are very, very different than Disney World's. You know, usually the East Coast doesn't start school until after Labor Day, and everything's kind of adjusted accordingly. Here, we've already got schools back in service already. Um, my kids, like I said, are going back Monday. So you have to keep in mind that crowd levels are not per as predictable because of the school scheduling. Now, of course, Labor Day weekend's gonna change a little bit of that, but you've got a lot of blackouts and passes and stuff like that, so you won't get as many um, families necessarily, but your during the week is definitely gonna drop. So you're gonna have a lot shorter wait times. Um, you're gonna find you're gonna be able to take advantage of a lot of things a little bit quicker, but keep that in mind as it goes on, it's gonna be fewer and fewer and fewer kids and families. So some here do not start until after Labor Day. It yep. just depends on your school system and where you are in the whole um, LA basin, so. Well, we noticed, we noticed that when we were out there that I think it was this Sunday. Yeah. Um, that's the last Sunday. Crowds in the park were really low. I mean, in comparison oh, yeah. to what I've been experiencing. Now is what starts the um, the pattern of people evacuating the park. Sometimes Sunday around five o'clock, six o'clock, they want to get home for dinner, get their kids in bed before school in the morning. So you're going to have a if you want to do phantasmic fireworks, things like that. You're it's going to be a lot easier for you on Sunday nights from here on out. And it and, was it was really interesting too because when we when we were there on Sunday, it was like oh yeah, it's really dead right now. School is starting up, and so probably Monday will be pretty good too. But then Monday came around, and it really wasn't any less crowded it was still pretty busy so was it the heat i i mean it was pretty hot on both days oh. but i i just think that it was interesting that sunday had so many less people than than monday did and you would when you would think that both of them would be kind of similar but you know that's going back with what you said nancy that it's very unpredictable you know you, you really don't know what's going to happen so yeah. well i um let's talk about the heat a little bit um Folks in Southern California are melting right now because historically for them, it is very, very hot. Um, I think uh, Monday hit 100. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. For those of us that live in Florida, now that's hot, 100's hot, and it was hot. But it's not that humid hot that we get. And, I, you know, that humidity really zaps you. Um, so it wasn't as bad for us out there, although, you know, it hits like upper 80s and you guys start to like complain about the heat. Well, you so. want to consider, too, that because we are a dry heat, that the moisture actually sucks out of your body faster. So you're going to dehydrate much more quickly, although you don't feel that same dehydration you would as if you were in Florida and drinking and sweating. And drinking I don't know. I I was not sweating nearly as much out there as I do when I'm out here in the humidity. Um, but nonetheless, memory. nonetheless, um, it has been very hot. And I think Sunday it was, uh, you know, that was a big part of it was that it was so hot. People were like, we're just not going into the parks. And it kind of underscores the point we try and make all the time that Disneyland is in many regards, a locals park. Um, so, Things that are going to affect the local area are going to have a huge impact whether uh, on the crowds in the park, whether whether that's the heat, kids going back to school, things of that nature. So uh, this is kind of a, a good example of that. I, I really feel that this weather is going to come through till about end of September, early October. We are literally about a month behind in our weather patterns. We've noticed that kind of a shift, like our June gloom went fully into July this year, which it doesn't normally do. So I would keep that in mind if you're traveling September, October. Well, define, we're still gonna have a lot of heat points. Define June gloom for folks. June gloom is a weather phenomenon you hit on this coastal area where um, because of the weather shifts and trends, and I'm gonna talk with my hand here, as the weather comes down the coast, it 
reverses the wind, the wind direction. You know, most of the, the United States gets its wind from west to east. And that doesn't always happen here in Southern California. And all the way through into Arizona, the weather patterns will shift around and reverse. That's what gives us things like the Santa Ana winds, stuff like that, where we get warm air blowing in the wintertime. Um, so there's a phenomenon that comes off the ocean that gives us what we call a marine layer. It's what makes the the mornings kind of overcast and then it burns off and then you get blaring blazing sun for the rest of the day. Um, it's what gives us our temperature ranges, you know, where you need to bring that extra layer for the morning or for the late evening and you can strip it off during the time you're in the park, like an extra jacket, sweater, whatever. Um, so New meteorologist jeez you're pretty yeah, good at knowing all this man <laughs> she's really on it well you know i'm just observant 52 and observant <laughs> makes a big difference um so because of that um the way this weather pattern comes in we actually get that overcastness more of a longer period of the day it may even stick all day and it'll look like to a Midwesterner or an East Coaster, it'll look like a um, like it's going to be a rainy or drizzly day, but no precipitation comes of it. Okay. Well, good. So that... it's overcast. So it's, it makes June a phenomenal time to come to the parks here because it is it's a cooler day. You don't get quite as much UV penetration, um, although you do have to pay attention to some of it um, because overcast days here can still burn you. Right. All right. Well, that's as good a description as we're going to get a June gloom. All right. Uh, th <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Tyler, what about you? Most important thing for you this week. All right. So uh, this week, the Disney Parks blog announced a lot of their Halloween stuff. Oh, and dang it. Little... That was mine. <laughs> no, of course we oh, have it. Well, we can talk about it right now all together. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I'm going to talk about, basically, I'm going to talk about my kind of favorite part of Halloween stuff, which is the Dia de los Muertos things, which they actually kind of really kicked up a notch last year, and they're bringing it back, and it's and it's all kind of based around Coco, and included in that, over, over in the Plaza Grill area, they're gonna be doing the memory wall, which is where you can write memories of your loved ones and oh, hang them. That's cute. And they're also gonna be doing a Tree of Life photo op, which they also had last year, which is just basically this nice, beautiful tree, like a very um, is it the decorative... or the orange tree, like from Coco? The, the, no, tr I mean, the tree with the orange it's, leaves. It's... I meant not the orange tree. No, it's not the. It's 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 more um, abstract than that. It's very colorful. Okay. And it yeah, it's just it's got it's very I don't know how to describe it. Very loopy and uh, it's colorful. I, it's it looks really cool and it you know a lot of people want to get pictures in front of it. I think last yeah. year they had. Uh, Coco and Dante, or not Coco, I'm sorry, Miguel and Dante in front of it. Um, anyway, but um, then new this year, they're doing uh, mask making. And Ooh. so, yeah, so um, the Alebreja, the, the, the guardian animals of, of, the, of the other realm, I guess, is um, they, mm -hmm. you're going to be able to make a mask that looks like the Alebreja, and it, I guess you're going to be coloring with crayons and things. So that's cool. That sounds really fun. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, they're going to do the mariachi music with the mariachi divas who have won a few Grammys, and they've been a staple of California Adventure for a while now. And they're just like fantastic. They just—I've even seen them over at um, over at Joe's. Tortilla Joe's, and they'll walk around and like you know play songs to people. And it's really great to see them like included more in these festivities because they're—they um, are like honestly one of the most amazing bands you'll see. Mm -hmm. um, and then included with all that stuff, they're also going to be doing the 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 de, de, Dia de los Muertos uh, food again. So there's going to be like last year they did a a chicken with a verde mole sauce. It was like a two two and one, and they put all these little nice. marigold uh, petals all on top of it, and it was a really it was a nice looking plate, you know. So um, that's one of the cool things that um, I'm looking forward to. And then, of course, a musical celebration of Coco is coming back, which last year was the first year they did it. And it's going to be pretty much the same show, as I understand it, except this year they're adding in, um, I don't know, they kind of describe it as like a handcrafted version of Miguel is going to be in the 
is going to be in the show. So like I guess a, they're going to tell the story through kind of a handcraft, some kind of like handcrafted art. And it's like, yeah, like, like a, a puppet. Yeah. Puppet or paper mache I think stuff. it's like a paper mache puppet or something like that. Mm. And it was really fun because they bring the mariachi divas again. And it's just they do this basically like street party where they tell the ta they tell the tale of Coco and they play a bunch of music and they just have a good time partying basically. And there's like they have these skeleton puppets and and it's it was really cool. I, I really enjoyed it and I'm really happy that it's coming back because um, you, you never know how how yeah. if they're going to use these things again, but. One of my favorite things, too, that I left for last is not even in the Plaza Grill area. It is over in Cars Land, actually. And if you go to Ramon's body shop, the paint and body shop, mm -hmm. um, they have they actually have an ofrenda for Doc Hudson. I saw that. That's cute. Yeah. And so, you know, it was really uh, nice. Last spoilers. Year. If you don't know, Doc Hudson has has passed away. <laughs> And, uh, and, and uh, well, I mean, that's it kind of, I mean, it kind of makes that kind of already Cars said free. it when I said there's an ofrenda for Doc Hudson. So um, it's, but it's really kind of touching and you never thought you'd be so touched by um, mm -hmm. a setup in a, a theme park for a car. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that's actually one of my favorite things to go and check out because it really is beautiful and the feelings that you get from it are, are really nice. I don't know. Um, so. I cry at everything, and I hadn't seen Cars 3, so I didn't know Doc kicked off. And <laughs> I, I was just like... They sent him to the junkyard. <laughs> I was oh. just like, oh my gosh, and I got all reclamped. Because Paul Newman was the voice, and Paul Newman had passed away after the first one, so that's why they did that, yeah. in case anybody didn't know. Yeah. Anyway. All right. to take the love out of it. Sorry. <laughs> okay, thank you, Tyler. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Katrina? Uh, so I was going to talk about my merchandise stuff. Is that what you're going to talk about too, Rhino? Yes. Was like the merchandise stuff? Okay, mm -hmm. well, we can do it together. Okay. Uh, well, there's going to be four popcorn buckets I know. that are going to be offered at the Disneyland Resort, which is insane. Uh, so the first one is Mickey and Minnie uh, popcorn bucket. It's going to be at the Disneyland Resort or in the Disneyland Park. And it's not going to be refillable, which is, I thought, but crazy. But it is, it is at usually... Walt Disney World. Yeah, and that's insane, and I I don't know. Anyway, so they have Mickey and Minnie on a broomstick riding around, and like my favorite part is Chippendale being bats, and I thought that was the cutest thing in the world, so I can't wait until they make a t-shirt because I'm so going to buy it. They can dress Chippendale as anything, and I'm like, oh, that's very cute. They made them like dinosaurs over I, in Disney World. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I do like anyway. a little dinosaur. Uh, and then they have an exclusive popcorn bucket um, in Disney California Adventure. This one looks cool. Which, yeah, did you want to describe it? No, you do. You do. Oh, okay. It. You do it. So uh, <laughs> I do. Uh, so it's going to be Oogie Boogie in the front, and it's I like the colors because it's going to be like dark and ominous, and it's going to show Carthay Circle, Grizzly River Run, Pixar Pal Around, and the Headless Horseman, which I thought was going to be really neat because it's a really good picture opportunity that they're going to have at Disney California Adventure. Uh, and then uh, they have Oogie Boogie that's going to be back at the Disneyland Resort, the popcorn bucket. So it's the shape of Oogie Boogie with the dice. It's and cool though. This year they made it. No, 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 no. Like, wait. No, 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 no. No, no, no. There's two of them. No. It's it's not. Yeah, oh, two. there yeah, are. Two so of them. it's the it's you the return. Yeah, I'll 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 take it from here. Hold on. Um. No. So, <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, there was a very popular oogie boogie popcorn bucket. Um. That showed up last year, and they're bringing it back again. Um. And they're calling it the the oogie boogie premium popcorn bucket, and that will be available at Disney California Disney California Adventure Park and at the uh, New Orleans popcorn cart in Disneyland Park. Um, and then there's been a special version, which I now am regretting getting the original one because the special one is a lot more colorful. It's very, very green, and he's got his dice in his hand, and they're very purple, and the base is different, and the strap that goes around it is different. And this super one... Super neon. Yeah, yeah, yeah super it's neon. Like, it's like... It's Basically like his casino, like it looks like yeah. he's standing on the wheel from his casino. Yeah, so. and and then um, so that one is only going to be available during Mickey's Not So Scary uh, Halloween Party here at Magic Kingdom, and then um, in the Halloween it says and later in the Halloween season at Disneyland Resort. I don't know what that yeah. means, I, but I want to say because maybe you guys are starting your Not So Scary Halloween in like a week, and yeah. ours isn't starting for another. That sounds shady. Month or fine. so. Yeah. So that. 
So I think that's probably why they're saying later, maybe. I, uh, but, but but I don't know about really neat. Yeah, but I don't know about you. But this last one, which I'll let you talk about, is the one I'm okay. very excited about. The Cauldron Bucket, and it's gonna be coming in mid September, and it looks really neat. I don't, did they didn't say it was refillable or not? I it's, I guess I doubt it because it's a premium popcorn bucket. They would say bucket. if it was, but, uh, but it's pretty much like the Evil Queen. It's the poison apple, um, kind of like the bucket. It's like a cauldron bucket, but with like the poison coming down, looking like the like a like a skeleton. Yeah, skull. the skeleton. Face. So I thought that was really neat. They didn't say how much it was going to be though. But it will be available um, starting mid September at Disneyland Park, yeah. and then it's also going to be at all four Walt Disney theme parks as well as Disney Springs. So they best not run out of this one. But it's what's cool about the cauldron bucket is it's also on like the what looks like the top of like a pillar stand, so you can unhook the strap that it comes with. And just kind of have it be your own little, like, Halloween display, which I really enjoy that they are doing this sort of thing where it really justifies you paying, like, the $25 for popcorn buckets. Is it my imagination, or do they seem to be going even further with this stuff this year? Well, lately it seems like, yeah, that they're definitely making it more... Like with with the Mike and Sully um, connecting sippers that you could get as part of Pixar Fest, like you, they came with bases so they can be displayed, but then they also lock together. So it was like you take off all that stuff and you can put these on a shelf and just have them displayed, or you can use them again as popcorn in the sipper, which I think is really cool. I think they're getting really in tune with the fact that people like collect these and want to display them as opposed to just like you take them and you use them and wash them and then throw them away or something. But there's Which more, prices right? Prices are going to go up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, last year for the Oogie Boogie Bucket, that line was insane. And I think that was only offered at New Orleans Square, or maybe there was one more location at the Disneyland Park. But that line was so long. We didn't even get one last year because yeah. I we were going to wait until the end of the night. We're like, oh, we'll just wait. The line will die down. And they never died down. And then they ran out for the not-so-scary Halloween party oh, yeah. uh, the I time we went. <laughs> But, yeah. I, I am happy that I didn't get one because but, now we can get that one with Randy standing on yeah. his wheel, and I would I like that one better actually. So. Yeah. And then there's three more things, which are so also super cool. Uh, at the for more merchandise, not popcorn buckets, but sipper straws and glow cubes. So they're bringing back the glow cube, uh, the poison apple glow cube. It's going to be green and red, and they're going to be offered throughout the Disneyland Resort. Carthay Circle is going to have their uh, martini, the poison apple martini again. So you're gonna get it with that uh, that drink. And that's and an exclusive have... purple one there. So you, you there's three. There's the the red, the green, oh. and there's a purple one. But the Carthay one is exclusively oh. purple. So you can only get that one. Oh, there. okay. But anyway, go oh, on. Thank go you. on. Go I on. didn't know that. Anyway, and then they have the headless horseman uh, sipper straw. So it's just gonna be like a little. Uh, this is cute. What is it? It's just cute. It's just like a little uh, headless horseman that's hanging on a straw. Like the clips. The clips. So, yeah, it's a clip one, and then it's going to be offered at, throughout the Disneyland Resort, so you kind of have to like look around to see where you can get it. And then once again, they're offering the um, the pumpkin straw at Cars Land. So while they're celebrating the Hall Halloween or Hall Halloween, yeah, Hall <laughs> so clever. And anyway, so they're going to be offering that as well uh, over at Flows. Yeah. Am I the only one that thinks that one of the reasons they're going to stop giving out plastic straws at Disney is because they want to sell more sipper straws? Well, I, I think they realized they were like, okay, this is a trend. And they're like, well, what do we do? We're going to get rid of straws. And then they're like, uh, but everyone's going to complain. And then they're like, well, we do make these straws. And now if people want straws, they can buy it. No, you like, know, look, I, I don't think that that's the, the, the uh, impetus behind it. Disney has a long history of being very conservation-minded. Um, yeah. This is the new trend now to get rid of straws. It's not just Disney. Yeah. It's, it's everybody. Yeah. Um, and so, no, I, I'm, I'm not that jaded to think that the, the <laughs> impetus behind it is to sell these other straws. Um, I, I don't think it's the impetus, but I, but I, but I do think it probably helps them. I no, I mean, I, I don't think it's well, the number one reason, but I forgot. Yeah. I, I I'd read, I had read recently how many straws between the theme parks and the cruise line. Oh, I'm sure it's insane. It's, it was like in yeah. the billions. It yeah. was ridiculous. Um, so, uh, you know, I, you know, are they going to, is there an opportunity there for them to do, you know, sell straws? Sure there is. And they're a business and they should do that. That's, ex they'd be, they'd be, uh, uh, they'd be incompetent if they didn't. 
um, there's an opportunity there for them, they should take it, personally. We have to remember too that when Animal Kingdom opened, Animal Kingdom was completely strawless. Mm -hmm. They only had the paper ones from the very beginning of that park, and nobody became suspicious of motives. You know, everybody understood. You know, there's animals in this park. Blah blah blah. And I think because they don't have that distinct reason, you know, obvious reason to people, then it sort of leads to the the guessing of motive, but. I don't know. I, I honestly think it's totally the environmentality. You know, all of us who have worked for Disney in the past, we know that, you know, we've gotten our Jimmy Cricket buttons and, you know, the hotels have all gone to the towels, you know, on the floor. You know, don't put your towel on the floor unless you want it washed. So okay. it's just another step in the trend. All right. Thanks, everybody. Let's move on and. Uh talk about, uh, we wanted to do, we're getting a lot of questions about the resorts from folks who have not been out to California, so we thought maybe doing, um, I'm hearing some thunder. Um, yeah, be wary. <laughs> yeah, we have to be aware of that. Um, I thought maybe we'd do kind of like a basic 101 overview uh, on the resorts. Uh, in this one, we're going to focus on the, Di the, the Disneyland resorts. Um, but we'll also be doing theme parks and off-property as well in the coming weeks. But um, So let's start out with the first one um, that we'll talk about, Paradise Pier. Uh, this hotel was not built as a Disney hotel. Uh, so it was built uh, in 1984 as overflow housing for the 1984 Summer Olympics in Los Angeles, and it was called the Emerald of Anaheim. Uh, they changed the name when they sold it in 1989 to the Pan Pacific, but it wasn't until 1995 that Disney purchased the property and called it the Disney Pacific Hotel, Disney's Pacific Hotel, and then in 2000 with the opening of California Adventure, it became Paradise Pier. Um, 481 rooms, uh, 25 suites, um, one re a full-service restaurant, the PCH Grill. Um, you have... Uh, Two types of rooms here, standard and premium. Um, that's in both regular and concierge, uh, with the standard rooms kind of being a parking lot uh, or a Disneyland drive view. Um, the premium rooms being theme park views. They look, oh, they overlook uh, California Adventure. Um, this hotel is um, usually on the lower end by comparison with the other ones on the lower end of the price spectrum. Um, and I took a look, I just took a random week in November of this year to kind of give you an idea. These prices fluctuate depending on time of year and things like that, but the week I looked at, a, a standard room at the Paradise Pier was starting at $338 a night. Disneyland Hotel was $457 a night, and Calif uh, Grand Californian was $576. So that kind of gives you an idea of the price difference between them. Um, this is my least favorite of the three hotels. Now, Disney has done a lot of work trying to Disneyfy, if that's even a word, this hotel, because it wasn't built as one. Um, but even still, I don't know. This hotel just seems to lack something well, for me. this was the first um, hotel I stayed in on my first trip to Disneyland because uh, Craig and I were in that room and then you guys were in the Disneyland hotel and Craig was so angry when he walked in the room. I remember him going in going, this place is a dump. And I walked in and my first visit was like, oh, this is cute. Like, this is fine because I didn't know any better. You know, I hadn't seen the other hotels or anything. And I was like, oh, it's I was like, look, there's a little beach ball pillow. There's all these things like. The beach theme doesn't really do anything for me. I've said that of, of the resorts here as well. It's just I don't love the – I don't like – my my idea of the beach is not sitting in sandals and flip-flops on the beach. It's like being in the water and stuff. So I I was like – I thought it was cool. It had good views. But it is it is like what you said. It's, it's, it's not my preferred of the three. I don't think it's terrible. But it's also at that point where you, you think to yourself, you know – what's the benefit of staying in this resort other than the extra magic hour you know why wouldn't i just stay in a hotel right down the street maybe you know or something like that that's that's always my mentality when it comes to that resort 
I mean, I think the best thing about staying in that resort is probably the fact that you can see, you can actually watch World of Color from those premium rooms, because uh, that's, and that's, they'll they'll even pipe the music in, you can turn it on the right channel on your television and listen to the music, and you can, it's not like the greatest view ever, but you can see World of Color if, down there. If um, you are in, if you are in one of the uh, top floor premium view rooms, it is a pretty impressive view. You can get there's a few of those rooms that do have a really impressive view of world of color so I'll, I'll give it that the other thing to note about all three of these hotels is that generally speaking they are larger than their counterparts out here in Orlando mm -hmm. for example the rooms at uh, the you know the, the the standard rooms at Paradise Pier are 360 roughly 360 square feet um, that's a decent sized room. When you consider that when you go into like um, the moderates here um, are usually about 280 to 300 square feet. So they are larger. Uh, they are larger rooms. So I will give them that. Um, well, go ahead, Nance. We've stood. We've stayed in all three of them as a family. Um, and one of the things the girls like about Paradise Pier is that it does have if you're doing your pool off time during the middle of the day, it does have the longest of all the water slides in all oh. three of the hotels. And the water park is actually fairly nice. It's on the roof of um, part of the garage. Right, it's like the fifth floor so, or something, yeah. And, and actually the rear side rooms of the hotel really have a nice view of that pool area. There's some cabanas, there's a very nice deck that you can watch the fireworks in, from uh, Disneyland on and they do pipe the fireworks music in. So not only do you have your option of World of Color for some of the premium rooms, but you do have the whole Disneyland fireworks music. And so you can be outside, they have a little bar. Um, they also have a rooftop uh, wedding pavilion they have um, oh, that's cool. a special reception area. So there's a lot of nice features. Um, one of the things parents should know is this is the only hotel that doesn't have the check-in TV for the kids right near the check-in desk. It's actually just down the hall a little ways. It's, it's, an it's in a room, right? Yeah, it's in a little room, so it's nice and secure. And the other cool feature is if you're bringing your own car, the parking garage is just a hop, skip, and a jump right outside the back door. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to go hiking forever to go get your car or things like that. The other parking garages are a little bit farther away. So um, other things we like about this, the kids really like the beach thing. Yeah. They love to throw beach ball pillows around. I like how bright the bathrooms are, even though they're smaller. Yeah. They're super bright. And if you like that sort of whitewashed furniture feel, it's it's comfortable, especially since they did the rehab. Um, another thing I like about it is they have these little, um, you said they had like 27 suites. They have suites that basically sleep six to eight. Mm-hmm. I think and those are great there are two rooms with uh, queen beds in each room in the in the one bedroom and then there's a pull-out queen those are extremely comfortable and very large we did a family of I think there were six of us that stayed that that weekend and it was so incredibly comfortable. well that was the other thing that I wanted to point out with all three of these hotels unlike world where getting a room that will sleep five is a challenge Many of the rooms at Paradise Pier, Disneyland Hotel, and Grand Californian will sleep five people. So that's that's a big plus too. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed my time in there. I thought I thought the the theming it does lend itself to that kind of I'm on vacation, that relaxing sort of feeling to it. And um, you know, when you walk in, you've got Goofy down in the lobby, like meeting you down there, which I thought was really cool because he's got a little a little statue down there as well. And um, so, mm -hmm. it, and the thing is too is you know this can be your least favorite. There's only three, so it's not hard to you know one, two, and three put them in that order. But it's also it's its location can't really be understated either because it's right here and Disney. It's like right in between where Grand Californian and Disneyland is. So it, Disneyland uh, Hotel. So it's not you're not 
by staying in this resort, you're not that much farther away than the other than you know than the other two resorts. So that's how I feel. I don't know. The the original big perk to staying at the Paradise Pier when California Adventure opened was they actually had a separate entrance for Paradise Pier guests that kind of put you into the park right between. Um, it was right between Goofy Sky School is now and the restrooms behind it at the Paradise Garden Grill. Um, so you would walk into the park there and that was your exclusive, you know, everything. Then they gave the Paradise Pier guests, when they closed that off, they gave the Paradise Pier guests the ability to enter with the Grand Californian guests into California Venture. Um, now I believe that that's exclusive, but you can see it's so super easy just to cut, walk through the Grand Californian, see what you're missing by staying over at the Paradise Pier. Um, no, actually, Nancy, I got to <laughs> correct you. I, I have, I have, I, Nancy, hold on. I've got to correct you on that. Um, they okay. are not allowing, if you are not staying at the Grand Californian, they are yeah, not allowing you in through the lobby. That's why I mentioned. That's why I mentioned was that they can't do that anymore, but oh. it was Ikirk originally. So yeah, they're very yeah. strict about that these days. Extremely, yes. oh, extremely. Yeah. If and you, what time's the cutoff it, between Grand Californian only? I think it's noon, it's, isn't it? Once it, once it hits 11 a.m., any guest can get in there, even guests that aren't staying at any of the hotels. So, but you know, that's one of my favorite ways to get into either of the parks. I'll sometimes go into. Uh, into the California Adventure through the Grand Californian and then go to Disneyland right afterwards. You know, like, I, I, once you get past 11 a.m., you can anybody can go through. Yeah, and I just, to clarify for people who may not understand what we're saying, um, if you're staying at the Paradise Pier, that is directly across the street from the Grand Californian. Used to be you could just walk across the street, go into the lobby of the Grand Californian, and either go into downtown Disney or go into uh, California Adventure. They have now stopped non-hotel guests from entering from the street. Um, so if you don't have a room key for the Grand Californian and you're coming across from the Paradise Pier or even the Disneyland Hotel, they're not going to let you do it. You have to walk over by the Disneyland Hotel mm -hmm. um, and go in through security at Downtown Disney. Uh, there's a security area right now as we're recording this that's going to go away any minute now. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's that's that. So um, that's right. But yeah. Think, so do we I talk about? They, oh, sorry. Well, I was just gonna say I think once they really start on that new the new hotel the construction over there in downtown Disney by by the Disneyland Hotel, I think you're gonna have a more enjoyable stay at Paradise Pier simply because you won't be right next to all of the noise and all of the construction. Oh my gosh. And I, you know, so I, I think that that actually might be better for you once the construction really and comes into full swing. And the entrance too. Yeah. The entrance might be closer because they're going to be shutting down possibly that entrance by the Disneyland Hotel and where Earl of Sandwich used to be, they might be shutting that down and rerouting to by the AMC theater used to be. So it might be even closer if you stay at Paradise Pier now. Yeah. yeah. Um, did we talk about the restaurant that's in the hotel? PCH Grill. No, not yet. The PCH Grill. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is buffet only, correct? They yeah. changed the name, didn't they? The Cala, the Calitalian or Calitalian restaurant now? Or is it still called PCH? I think it's still called PCH, but I think that's what they're calling the Oh, meal. the theme. Oh, yeah, maybe it's a theme. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it is buffet only. Uh, they used to have sit-down dinner but they don't do that anymore so uh it, you know and we've eaten there it, we've eaten there a few years ago and i and i thought it was enjoyable for what it was it definitely is like uh not as expensive as a lot of the dinner places you might consider um so you know and, and it's kind of far away so it was very quiet when we went there like almost too quiet i want to say like there was only like six other people in the whole restaurant but uh you know they also have a little bar section right outside where they'll do some appetizer type things. I know that I saw like uh, they do like uh, potato chip nachos and stuff. So they also have grab and go breakfast there too. Yeah, I've not experienced a meal there that I liked. Um, several times I've eaten there. Um, the Japanese restaurant that used to be there was really good, um, oh but they've closed that. Um, but uh, at PCH Grill, um, it's really, I haven't had too many 
positive experiences. It's not even on the list of things I will consider. Um, yeah, I, I I definitely think the food is more in line with something that you would find at Goofy's Kitchen. Uh, and, and I think Goofy's Kitchen actually impresses me more with the food. I was about um, to say, I like Goofy's Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, but but you can think about that kind of quality when you think about PCH Grill. It's it's definitely kind of a more moderate um, restaurant than you know deluxe. It's not it's not horrible, but it's not like a crazy deluxe restaurant. So if you like barbecue, if you like barbecue, it's actually a really good. It, they do a really good tri tip, and they do a really good Santa Maria style um, with sauces. It's often set up as a separate um, station from the main buffet. They also have a really good salmon and they do a few things that are a little different. They do um, pickled deviled eggs oh, and they have Ooh. pizzas too that can be made. Yeah, so it's a, uh, it, yeah. it's a breakfast buffet in the morning. It's an Italian themed uh, buffet in the evening. Prices ranging for breakfast, 15 to $35 per person. Uh, dinner, 35 to $60 per person, which is kind of pricey. Um, yeah. And there's no characters either for the dinner buffet, which for that price, I mean, if I if I didn't want to see characters, I'd probably go there. But I liked uh, Goofy's Kitchen a little bit more because there were characters. Yeah, but... they did recently change breakfast characters over to Donald Duck. And so Donald Duck is over there now with his friends. It used to be Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse now has moved over to Grand Californian. So, yeah, that's just one thing to keep in mind if you're looking for a specific character you want to see. I will give it this, if you want a quiet place to go that you can always get into, there we go, that's your dinner spot. <laughs> you can, if you never ever find it not, you know, it's always empty. Okay. So, yeah, it's So, um, scale of one to 10, guys, where would you rate Paradise Pier? Uh, I can't honestly rate it because I've never stayed there. I've never, I've, I've eaten there. I've walked inside the hotel, but I can't, I can't, I can't rate it because I don't want to give anybody false rating. Yeah, I, it's, it's hard for me to say because it is a nice hotel, but then you have to also factor in the pricing and everything involved, which is like, like Rhino was saying earlier, you could literally stay in one of the offsite hotels for, you could stay in a similar room for a cheaper price. Uh, it, it, you know, the Disney theme doesn't necessarily permeate the entire place either to me. So, I mean, if you're going on your Disney vacation, I would give it a six or a seven. I mean, I, I'm not, and I, that sounds worse than I mean it to sound. I feel like I, I think I'd probably give it a seven actually overall. It's just not, it's not my first choice, but if you are really worried about pricing and everything, then that might be your only choice. And so. of course, you know, something you have to factor in is the perks of staying on site you do get uh extra magic hours staying on site there are some other perks being a resort guest uh that you get but um nancy what about you one to ten paradise pier actually i'm close to tyler on on this one i would say seven to seven point five one of the things that elevates it a little higher for me is the quality of the cast members especially the front desk staff i have had amazing um interactions with them and it is such a smaller front desk so they tend to be more personable people um and it's got that cool elevator for the kids which looks out over everything you can only go down on it but it's it's still a fun experience i just wanted to throw that in since we didn't mention it <laughs> it's uh, an outdoor looking elevator right no that is cool you're right that it does have My that worst that... nightmare and the concierge <laughs> is nice there too i've i've really enjoyed the concierge room it's on the second level um it's decorated in old original california adventure design art and it's the people there are really pleasant as well and rhino what about you um i i think i probably settle somewhere in the six and a half to seven range i didn't eat at the uh restaurant downstairs so i can't testify to that but the fact that that's kind of like the only option for food while you're there is a little i feel like a little tricky because most resorts have at least like you know i at uh grand california you've got hearthstone lounge or you've got um the uh uh white water snacks 
Is that what it's called? White mm-hmm. Snacks? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, yeah. so you, you get at least like a couple of options. In Disneyland, you've got like Tangaro Terrace, you've got Trader Sam's, you, and is that it? Mm hmm. And the Goofy's Kitchen, Goofy's Steakhouse. Kitchen, Steakhouse yeah, 55. So, and then, um, so, like, I do feel like those options are a little limited. I really enjoyed my stay when you had us stay there that first trip. Um, I thought the rooms were cool. But it is, like, I factor in that price a little bit. Like, yes, you do get the extra yeah. magic hour. But in Disneyland, it's only in the morning. And that can be very beneficial. And you can get a lot done. However... If you're somebody who's probably trying to come on a budget, you you could stay just like we've stayed at the Hilton quite a bit, which is not not too bad, and that's you know mm-hmm. can be like about half half the price, price yeah. for a pretty decent sized room too that um, has you know restaurants and amenities in it as well, and you know and if you don't want to walk that far, which it's really not that far, it's like a five dollar Uber I think. So so I I probably put it in like the six and a half. Like it still it still has Disney charm. Mm-hmm. It, but, you know, in a place like Anaheim, it's different than Disney World. It's not like, okay, well, I'm staying in the least expensive resort. It's kind of like those aren't your only options there, literally because there are resorts that are even – that are just as close as that for less money. So it's kind of like, are they terrible? Are they good? So, so I, I, you know, if anyone said, like, oh, I love Paradise Pier, I'm not going to, like, laugh in your face. No, not, but, you not know, at all. So I didn't mean for it to sound negative in the beginning when I started because I – the, the – it holds a special place for me, so I don't know. Well, and for me, you know, I'm I'm kind of with everybody else. That six to seven range is, is what I give it, and and that is mainly because, you know, Tyler mentioned it. It that Disney theme doesn't really carry. Um, yeah, and I, I think you know Disney has done an exemplary job of trying to, to the best of their ability. But the hotel was built, like I said, it was built for overflow housing. There was no thought of magic when they were building this hotel. Um, and Disney has done a lot with it. Um, I don't think uh, I don't think it's worth the price mm-hmm. versus, you know, when we talk about, you know, for another hundred bucks a night, it yeah. could be a Disneyland hotel. Um, and there are times where that price, you know, that that okay, maybe that's extreme. Maybe because maybe I don't know that it's necessarily worth a hundred dollars more a night to stay at Disneyland Hotel. But um, that's an argument that could easily be made either way. Um, but for me, uh, I definitely would prefer... I mean, I've stayed in Paradise Pier, not had awful experiences, but it's just... It's, I kind of liken it. We talked about staying at the Hilton. I kind of liken it to that experience. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's just closer. It's just a lot easier to walk to the parks. Um, but is you know is you have to ask yourself is like five minutes extra walking worth you know uh, an extra hundred and fifty dollars and that's a that's a that's gonna be a good discussion when we get to the offsite um, mm-hmm. hotels I really thought we were gonna be able to talk about all three in this uh, this segment but we actually ended up talking a lot about Paradise Pier um, so we will save uh, we'll yeah. save the uh, Disneyland hotel for our next show and we'll do Grand Californian after that. But uh, that is going to do it for this episode of the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next week. Have a great week, everybody.